And we are live once again, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the show, The Life of a Lucky. I am your host, Lucky. And what a lovely, lovely Monday morning we're having. Um, this is when the show is being recorded. It's Monday, May 11th, 6 19. Uh, you know, a lovely uh, start to May, I think, so far, even though it snowed. Here in upstate New York on uh, Friday, Friday night, it's a Saturday morning. Definitely had some, I literally had to wipe the snow off my car. Also, right around this time last year, I was in the great, beautiful country that is Chile in South America. And uh, one day I'll tell that story. So many stories from that experience. But uh, what we're going to do this episode is uh, just pick up where we left off on the second to last episode that we did. And uh, we, you know, last episode, we just talked about fitness and, and um, let's say uh, nutrition. So we're going to move forward from that. You know, if there's any, we'll probably visit it at some other point, you know, get a little bit more in depth with a few things that I do. Um, the lack of knowledge that I have when it comes to, I guess, nutrition. But we're going to move up, keep moving on to the hobbies. So what does Lucky like to do? So in my lifetime, right, in the short 24 months that I've, 24 months, what the hell, 24 years that I've been on this earth, I've, uh, hobbies have come and gone, you know, some stick, others don't. And, uh, you know, obviously the biggest one was was uh, working out. I had pretty much two whole podcasts dedicated to that. Now, we're going to talk about other hobbies, you know, previous hobbies I've had, you know. Maybe throw in sports, I guess those count, right? I don't know. Uh, but, so hobbies, right? So currently, let's say post or pre fallout era right you know because those are the times we're living now pretty much um i got into dancing like social dancing like uh salsa bachata zook a little bit not even a little bit i'd say like maybe 0.5015 percent zook knowledge is what i have um and we're gonna do a deep dive into my dance history, how it all began, how it all started, you know, and why I do it. So, this is probably going to be a podcast dedicated to dancing, which, it's whatever, it's cool, you know. So, Lucky, how did you start dancing? Well, it was March of 2018, and we had landed in Djibouti, Africa. At this naval camp where we, you know, we that was our mission to be out there for X amount of months. And as part of, the, as part of, you know, the, I guess the, the mission to keep up the morale of the installation, you know, of the workers, of the, of the service members on the, on that camp, uh, there's an organization called the MWR, which it's like, you know, military wide. And I think it stands for military wellness recreation i don't know i just butchered that actually 
Um, let me double check what the hell it does stand for. Because I don't know. Because, I, yeah, I totally butchered that. MWR, what does it stand for? Let's see here. Let's see what their logo says. Doesn't... I don't know. Oh, my God. Oh, morale, wellness... Oh, morale, welfare, and recreation. Okay, that makes sense. So, you know, obviously, the, the activities that this MWR and that camp that they, they organized were to help keep up the morale, the welfare, and gave people, you know, things to do within the confines of that of that camp. And one of the things that they just happened to have was uh, social dancing. So every Friday night, they had uh, like, you know, they had like a Latin night type, type of thing where, you know, a DJ would come out, he'd, you know, hook up his... Uh, his his computer or an iPad or whatever to some speakers and just blast you know some Latin music, uh, and I've always had the the uh, the desire to learn how to how to dance you know like and for reasons of growing up you know it's uh dancing was seen as a sin you know it's uh because anything that the body enjoys, right, is bad for your soul, apparently. So that's that's kind of what it, how it was, you know. It's like my mother would say something like, oh, your your body's enjoying it, but your soul's not. I'm like, what? That just makes no sense whatsoever. So um, I came to find out, you know, that, you know, I went to that thing. I did not have the courage to ask <laughs> <laughs> to dance so I kind of just sat there uh and I was like whoa and I, I've ever heard people talking about uh salsa classes or dance classes that you know they had every every uh I think either it was like once a week or twice a week and I went to them and you know I started going to them started learning at first it was horrible it's awkward man and um there, there was a, you know, there was a falling out in between the instructors because the instructors were, they were service members as well or contractors, and they, they were doing it, you know, voluntarily as, you know, as just on their own, and they just had a falling out in between all of them. So I think that happened maybe a month after, and I just, you know, the the salsa nights. Kept um, they kept, they kept up actually. So that's where I got a good amount of my practice, but also just dancing in my room, man. Like I, I spent hours just dancing in my room and the way my brain works too, it's, it's a very, I don't know. I don't know if I'd call it methodical or analytical where I had to, like, I would literally write down the steps one by one, like write them down and go through them and, you know, through the motion of them to learn, you know, a certain uh, pattern so uh so that was that you know and that that's kind of pretty much how what i did all of uh my whole time in 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 uh in africa you know on my free time was just dancing and it paid off definitely like i'm glad i took my first steps there and it makes for a great story too because you don't hear any you know most people saying oh where are you going to dance i was like oh in africa and they're like in africa what so makes for a good story you know and it's very true so fast forward i'm back in the states it's uh 
it's uh whatchamacallit i'm back in the states this is like already i think october i want to say and i go to this local it's not local because it's like an hour away but i go to this salsa bar that's like an hour away that you know they host same thing they host you know their latin nights and same thing you know i'm like okay i'm not bad i'm not too shabby um but i wasn't it definitely wasn't to par with a lot of the dancers at that location all right but i just kept going because it's it's practice practice makes perfect or you know it just allows you to after a while it just becomes muscle memory and a lot of the moves just become kind of natural and they start to click which um what's actually happened was happening to me probably within the last six months right before you know this whole fucking covid thing came up came down so uh so yeah we i would do that for a while on and off you know because it's like an hour drive so sometimes it's just like uh, no 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 too far um but one of my friends that i met through dancing he told me about congresses or festivals and congress dance congress is pretty much you take it from let's say monday or friday afternoon to monday morning like into monday morning right where you have dance instructors from all over the world they say all over the world but they're kind of just like from the states for the most part and they they come to these congresses and during the day you know let's say friday at 7 p.m they'll they'll have a class you know it'll be like uh intro or the bachata basic bachata for beginners salsa for beginners something along those lines where they just go over the very basic steps and the uh maybe a turn pattern here and there right so and so they have that class those classes and they'll have different workshops at different uh ability levels throughout monday let's say monday or not Monday, uh, Thursday, shit, all messed up, Friday into Monday, right, and in the evenings, like at night, shit, like maybe 10, 11, they'll have parties, it's just a dance party where, you know, it's like you come down, because usually it's, a, they're in hotel ballrooms, so you come down, you know, if you're staying at the hotel, come down, um, and you just dance, pretty much, you know, you get to socialize, dance, uh, with, you know, great, amazing dancers, too. And then you kind of go home after that, really. But it, it's really, they're really well organized. They uh, they have, you know, in, in between uh, the workshops and, the, let's say, the, the night party, they have performances. So they'll have a lot of the instructors themselves will perform uh, or they'll have local teams like dance teams i guess or whatever i guess that's what they're called right they'll come and perform as well so a lot of it's you know pretty cool to see as well they'll have competitions like footwork competitions and it's very entertaining but you know like, like for me the most fun part is definitely learning the like new moves but also uh just dancing in general like it's it's there's a certain bliss to it i can't exactly explain it but uh look, you know what let me let me look this up real quick and i'll come back to you guys all right so i found it and uh so it's dr jordan peterson he uh if you guys aren't familiar with him he's a uh 
or was a professor from the University of Toronto. Now he's kind of on a book tour, um, pretty much just trying to, his overall message is just accept responsibility, but a lot of people question him on, on different aspects of life and things. And there was an interview with him that um, the interviewer asked him, you know, what would be, or what are the forms of culture that are necessary or most inclined to foster the uh, individual blowing of the flame? And uh, he goes on to explain it's music. And the reason being it's music is because it's a art form that's made out of patterns. And, you know, we, we he says that we perceive some patterns as objects, but fundamentally it's patterns and what you want is all the patterns of the world to interact harmoniously in something where every element is related intelligibly to every other element. And I think that when your life is in harmony, you can feel that when you're dancing to beautiful music you're acting that out the music is the music of the spheres and you're participating in the pattern so that's why uh i, I kind of resonate with that in a way just because like one yes life is full of crazy complicated patterns but music is as well there's so many layers to music it's insane and then when you when you act out the music, you know, with 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 the person that you're dancing with, whether it's um, I mean, you can, obviously you can act out music on your own, like but through solo dancers. But personally, I, I enjoy partner dancing because it's it's uh, it, there's a certain f- fluid fluidity that fluidness. Let's just go with fluidness because I I think I butchered that word just now but there's a certain fluidness to it it, it, where you know you you don't know this stranger or you yeah you don't know this person either they asked you to dance or you asked them to dance and there's this non-verbal communication between you and this person right and the i guess the bridge that's that's you guys are communicating on is the music itself and the music is is in a way yes the bridge but also it signals um to what it is you know you're gonna do you know to to while dancing you know whether it's it's a spin or a turn or a dip um or you know whatever the case may be it, it that you're you're not telling your partner, hey, I'm about to dip you. Hey, I'm about to spin you. No, you you follow the music and then you act it out, right? So if there's like a, a sudden drop in the music, like a pause, like then it's very abrupt, but you know what's coming. You're not going to tell the, hey, I'm going to dip you, right? Like I just mentioned, you're going to just do it. And this is where that nonverbal communication comes in where as partly as a lead, you know, you have to be able to lead that the right way without telling the person. Uh, but also the follow has a responsibility of picking up those signals of those, you know, nonverbal cues of like, okay, what's coming next? I have an idea of what's coming next in a way, but also avoiding, of you know, they're avoiding back leading. Back leading is where they, I guess, do the move themselves or just do a move themselves, right? 
so that's that's kind of where dance comes to me it's just like yeah, there's something i guess magical you could say about that nonverbal communication where you guys you pull off an amazing and not even a performance just you just share an amazing experience where i guess your bodies are just communicating with with, with each other in fluidness i think right fluidness in total fluidness and you're kind of just like I wouldn't say contending, but it's just, there's a certain beauty to it, you know, it's like not knowing this person, but yet you're dancing with them, like, as you've, you know, like, you've known them your whole life, and that's something, I I don't know, there's something to that, I think, and also dancing is one of the oldest, oldest, oldest art forms there can be, you know, like, the, like, sure, I mean, the, the Bible isn't that old, but you, 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 there's stories talking about the Bible where David danced, you know. There's a whole song, you know, that my mom would listen to that. You know, it's a David used to dance. Um, and it would please Jehovah, you know. So there's, there's that element to dance for me right there. But, you know, let's uh, separate from the physical, I can't talk philosophical aspect of dancing i guess or whatever that was and go on to you know let's keep keep on keeping on with my journey regarding dancing so i experienced my first social at um or let's what you call it uh congress at uh in washington dc the dcbx congress uh for new year's eve and i <laughs> There's an interesting story to that, but we'll uh, we'll come we'll come to it at, at some other time. Um, I've, I've told it before on the old old Life of Lucky podcast. It's quite a quite a quite a tale to tell. Um, but let's let's back up a little bit. So I went home, you know, back to D like or Maryland. And Maryland, or just outside the D.C. community, there's a huge, huge dance community. And there's this, this place called the Saucer Room. Um, if you, It's in Virginia. And if, you know, you're into Latin dancing or you'd like to get into it, I'd highly, highly recommend it. You know, obviously now, due to these trying times, there's a, it's closed. But once it opens back up, highly recommend going. You know, and if you recognize me, ask me to dance, guy or girl, you know. Um, so yeah, the salsa room, right? Okay. So, uh, I, the first time I went there, it was kind of in, I was one flabbergasted in a way, I guess you could say, just cause it's like so much talent there. And it was just, the style was very, very different than what I was, uh, or what I had been teaching myself. It was, you know, a lot of, a lot of the moves and everything was, was like sensual and, you know, so meaning, you know, it's like body rolls and, um, hair fl- flips, neck rolls, body. Yeah. It's just like body rolls, neck rolls, you know, booty popping, which at the time and it, it, I was like, I fucking hate this. You know, I, I couldn't stand it, but now it's like, I, I guess in the last, it was like in December, I, uh, I came to the conclusion that in order for me to get out of this plateau that I found myself in, I had to, had to, had to, had to, um, start doing soul or sensual dancing, 
because I, you know, I, I love doing footwork. I love playing with the music. Um, however, uh, I, like I said, I did find myself in this plateau where I wasn't improving and I wasn't, and it was incredibly frustrating too. That's another thing with dance, man. Like, like I, I, I try to do it for fun as much as I can, you know, and try not to get in my head, but I'm incredibly guilty of getting in my head when I see other dancers and they're just like blowing it out the water. And here I am, like, it's fucking struggling it's to, to, to two-step, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, uh, it can be somewhat discouraging as well. Uh, you know, I'll just, like, psych myself out. But, you know, I'll get over it at some point, hopefully. And, uh, so, yeah, the salsa room, man. Like, that's, like, my go-to spot whenever I go back home, you know. And let's see what happened after that. So... Hip salsa room, fun time, DCBX, good time as well. Then we came back to New York. This is already like, I want to say like January. Let's say, let's fast forward to like January of 2019, right? Um, so kept on, kept on dancing, kept on dancing, going down to this place in Louisiana. Oh, not Louisiana. Um, down in, you know, here, like, you know, an hour from where I'm at, then in February, took a whole break, because we went down to Louisiana for a training cycle, came back, and same deal, you know, kept, um, kept dancing, kept dancing, and then they're like, hey, man, you want to go to Chile? And this is, like, April 1st, and I was like, um, yeah, right, like, if, like what kind of what kind of questions like do you have to ask like just send them their answer is yes um and i mean when i went down there you know the times i i went out dancing oh my god the talent is amazing like it's insane like everybody there was literally a pro like in my mind you know um you didn't see too many people doing footwork you know it I, it was very rare that i saw footwork but one and two, I hardly, hardly saw anybody doing um, or heard any Dominican style, but well, not even Dominican, traditional bachata, because the, the bachata, you know, the music, the dance originates in uh, the Dominican Republic, DR, right? And you know, it's 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 it, obviously it's grown and it's expanded. And now, you know, you have your more of your modern bachata, which, you know, um, like, let's say, Romeo Santos, Aventura, uh, Prince Royce, Danny, well, no, not Danny, yes, Danny, this guy named Danny J, yes, he's modern bachata, but he's more, I'd say, on the sensual side. Then you'll have DJs like, um, uh, DJ Soltrix, DJ, uh, can't remember this other guy's name. Drawing a blank, where they take I guess modern pop songs, right, and they'll pretty much lay a track of bachata over it and just kind of adjust it where it need be, you know, throwing some congos in there. Uh, some songs do come out really well, I'll admit that. Others, eh, not so much. But in in when I was in um in Chile, like some of the songs, what I was like, it was frustrating. Because me having a soft spot for traditional bachata, you know, um, it was 
it was frustrating when they when some of the songs I was like what I was just sitting there angry because <laughs> I was like what the fuck is this this is not bachata you know like this is not bachata this is this is like this is just garbage you know and it would make me so upset and and to, it still does to a certain extent you know but i think part of it too is because like i don't know what the fuck to do during some of the songs you know so i just like sit, i'm just like oh i'll sit this one out that's kind of like how i've been with salsa like the last six months um i've kind of just like like i'll just like run away because i had salsa just an uphill battle man with me at least it's just like i just can't get it like I'll either get one lost in time or, you know, I'll I'll get way too in my head thinking of, like, certain moves to do. Like, I only know, like, three, like, maybe three to five. Yeah. (laughs) Usually I come out the fucking gate swinging, you know, you know, like, like, I'll, like, throw all my moves, like, well, that's all I got, you know. (laughs) Uh, But no, um, nah, that dancing is fucking fun, man, like. It's a great experience. You get to meet a lot of good, cool people. And for me, like, I, you know, when I would go back home, so let's, oh, let me just finish up with Chile real quick. So Chile, right? Like, so after that, I kind of, after a while, like, I, th- some, I don't remember what happened. I think either I was just, just, I don't remember, honestly. Like, it was either they weren't hosting, like, the the type of dancing I wanted to do, or it was just closed, so I never went to them, um, to the, the rest of these salsotecas, as they called them, um, and I just, uh, you know, came back to the States, you know, same, same dealio, picked up dancing again, and, uh, then I went down to, whatchamacallit, Oh, this is like already 2019, December, right? Um, during that time, I, uh, I I did, you know, another work, another Congress. And, you know, in 20, what was it? Yeah, another Congress, DCBX 2019 into 2020. And came back to New York, went back down to um, Maryland uh, to, in January and did like two weekend workshops. It was like a Saturday and Sunday thing where, I mean, that took me, I feel to the next level. Like I learned so much doing that. And, uh, then, you know, I was kind of just like, you know, just going to socials every Friday or every other Friday, just cause unfortunately up here where I'm at, there's, there's nothing in terms of, you know, Latin dancing, because usually it's just like these shitty ass bars that play crappy country music or the same hip hop songs from like 2003, which is like Little John, Apple Bottom Jeans, and I don't know what whatever else. This is fucking garbage, you know. There's there's no culture. Um, even though a lot of the people back home that I've talked to, you know, I, I've expressed I expressed can't fucking talk anymore, expressed my um what was it express my uh lack of i guess just i just told him like hey yeah you know i'm from this place there's nothing no dance community up there it kind of sucks and they're like well you know what you have to do 
I was like, what's that? They're like, you got to start one. I'm like, ha I don't know. And I've definitely tossed around the idea of doing it, though. But it's just like, one, where would I begin? Two, um, like, how, how, what would be the way about doing it legally as well? And three, um, I just, it's like, I understand in order to do it, I would have to... There would have to be classes and people teaching how to dance, right? So, you know, the community grows and blah, blah, blah. However, I don't want to be the one teaching just because I have I have way too much respect for um, the the act for actual teachers, actual people that, you know, that's that's their devotion. They're leaving. I just don't want to like, oh, hey, let me start teaching just because just because, you know, because I, I feel like the market just becomes oversaturated in that terms, but there's also no market up here, you know, then that'd be another thing too, just marketing in general, like how would I get the word out, would this be word of mouth, social media, you know, but those are things I have to figure out, um, I'm sure it wouldn't be too difficult to do, you know, like I've, I met some people recently that, you know, up here that they, they say there's a few local spots that will host like a Latin night, um, and it's just about getting the party started, really. Uh, but, you know, that's in the works. We have some things coming up. And I think I did say this was going to be about dance. And I think we'll pick it back up next uh, episode. Still talking about dance. Just a few stories to share. Uh, you know, a few things that I like and don't like. But I want to thank you all for listening. And I'll catch you next episode.